0: What is your quality of life going to look like? And then you have to start to develop what healthy habits are around that. And if the quality of your life in whatever season you're in is spending this amount of time in the gym because it's good for your physical health, it's good for your mental health, it's good for your relationships, it's good for all of those things, and you've decided that that's what that looks like for you, okay, we'll build out what your week's kind of schedule
1: looks like around that. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and fad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thick
0: Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. hey.
1: You know what? All right. I'm Rachel. I I guess I'm just here for my good looks. I don't even get told when we're starting. It's no, no, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about you, and I don't care about any of you. Oh my
0: God. No, because we just start it right up and then we hang out with our friends. You don't get an introductory horn before you walk into the room <laughs> announcing Rachel is coming into the room. Be prepared. <laughs> Play my theme song. Hi, friends. What's your theme song? Actually, do you have one? I know I just sprung that on you. If you could have a theme song for every time you walked into the room, what would it be?
1: Get on your feet get up and make it happen oh my god i love that you. come on gloria i freaking love gloria stefan and i'm i don't care who knows it <laughs> i don't care who knows it and i'm sorry for that like i just broke out in song and it no was i think key. that was perfect actually fun times, gloria, guys gloria. sorry gloria.
0: <laughs> Fun fact, Rachel actually has a hidden talent of being a very good singer. Well, you can't say that after I just sang Gloria off key. (laughs) No, I thought it was really on key. I thought it was really lovely. No, that's because you're tone deaf. (laughs) That's not true. It's because I'm your biggest fan. Well, I mean, love you for that. (laughs) Love that for you. I mean... (laughs) I'm just your biggest fan. I've always been your biggest fan.
1: (laughs) Everybody's going to have one. So,
0: (laughs) well, today we have, I also would like to tell you that we started a new segment and um, I'm mostly, I'm telling Rachel, Oh, I was like, this? <laughs> so that she can prepare her answer that she'll give at the end of this podcast. But we're doing a new segment that we're going to do every week and it's lift it or drop it. And if we are lifting it, we're bringing, we're picking something that we're bringing into tomorrow or next week and drop it is something that we're leaving behind. So it's very open-ended how you interpret it. You know how I do. There's no rules. So I don't take any clarifying questions.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I'm going to spend this entire episode (gasps) completely distracted (laughs) by the fact that I can't, I'm not going to wait. Okay. Well then what's your theme song?
0: I think so. I have commitment issues, guys. <laughs> and so I reserve the right to be able to change my theme song. But if I had to pick a theme song right now, I think it would be "Living on a Prayer."
1: My <laughs> hey, journey. Oh, okay. No, that's not my journey. Yeah, it is. No, it's Bon Jovi. A Bon Jovi. <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry, I'm
0: just live on a mic.
1: Never to be confused. <laughs> she goes, oh my
0: God. Unless you want it,
1: unless you want it, don't stop believing it and you're just confused on the title. No, Living On okay. Prayer is what I want uh, for okay. today. Yes. And yeah, obvious I think it goes without saying that it would change. I'm I I'm willing to change it on the hour. Yeah. Never mind the day, the year. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're right. So we'll keep checking in on it.
0: We'll keep okay. checking in on what our theme song is. Guys, if you want to participate, I would love to know what your
1: theme song is today. Kelsey will just tell you new segment that, we're, <laughs> that I decided to start and you had no time to prepare for. Uh, <laughs> you have to give your theme song
0: every day. <laughs> no, I think it's better sometimes when you don't prepare because you can just think like, oh, what am I what's going on what am i leaving what am i leaving behind in this day this week or what am i picking up what do, what do i hope to carry into or that will snowball into next week sometimes you just got to think about it you know on the minute but don't be distracted because we have a great topic
1: characteristics of someone with ADHD it's true it's true. And, and to think that that works for everyone is characteristics of a narcissist. Okay. well, Maybe that doesn't work for me.
0: Sometimes your knee jerk reactions are more authentic. And... Well,
1: they're definitely more offensive, but they might not be what I want to say. Okay. So,
0: well, you have a good 20 minutes to think about it. And, and yeah, I will be no, no. Think about our topic. Our topic today is a very common question that we get a lot of people who are like a, just starting out who have been working out for a while. So whether you're new to fitness or you've been doing it for a while, I guarantee you that this topic will be important to you because I think it's one that's continuously evolving. And someone sent me a message asking me this, which is what sparked that conversation, which it would sparked the idea in my head. So guys, if you ever come up with, if you ever thinking about or have a topic or question, put it in the group, put it in the app, send me a message, send Rachel a message, probably me. I'm more responsive. Um, cause I don't have a five-year-old. And <laughs> if you're thinking it, there's, a strong possibility that lots of people are also having that same question, we'd be happy to answer it for you. So the question is, is it bad to work out every day? And they were asking me if I work out every day because this particular person was was thinking, they weren't sure if they were overdoing it. And I thought that was a really insightful. And, you know, sometimes people are just asking questions and you're like, that's actually a really insightful thought because you're asking me if you are overdoing it which feels kind of like asking another person at dinner if you just ate too much like, I don't know. How's your belly feel? (laughs) Are you feeling full? (laughs) I'm feeling overstuffed. I don't know. I'm not living in your body. So something that I want to address with that, that is very common to look to professionals to find the sweet spot for fitness. How many times a week should I be working out? How, how many hours should I be spending in the gym? And is this enough to be considered fitness? And this is, Not just a you problem, because there is this general feeling of like, what is enough to be considered a healthy lifestyle? How many days a week do you need to work out? How many hours do you need to spend in the gym? What are you spending in the, what are you doing in the gym? And is that considered to be a healthy lifestyle?
1: Yeah, I, there's a lot of things in our lives that the guidelines and the parameters are like set for us. Like you have to be at work for 40 hours a week, like not 39, not 42, but we all have <laughs> committed to 42 for some reason. But there's a lot of things where like it's it's very preset guidelines and you have to meet this standard. And so I don't blame people for sort of wanting like a general like outline that we can all follow. Like what's a good amount of exercise that my body needs and what does it look like? And I definitely think that is why we felt that this was a great episode because there's like a short answer to that is that like, should you be working out every day? No. But the long answer to that is what do you consider a workout? Because that's where I'm getting stuck on it. Because if the question is, should I be moving with purpose every day? 1000% yes. So I guess then we kind of have to, before we can really answer the question, we kind of have to talk about what is a workout look like for you? What are your personal goals in fitness? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to put these goals at the forefront? And really, I think that, you know, we need to look at individuals Ideals for what they love to do, what working out looks like for them, and, and what their passion in working out is. Because what I talked about to you that overuse is something that I'm constantly struggling with. When I talk to athletes about their body breaking down or they feel like they're, they've stalled on their progress. And I always think about the professional athletes, like pitchers, for example. And at this point, a third of the current Major League Baseball pitchers have had Tommy John surgery. So like we can see what pitching from a young age and being and going to a professional level with that repetitive motion is doing to a third of the people who are doing it. And we can all agree like that's an overuse injury. So it really depends on what your movement and what your fitness looks like. If it looks like the same repetitive movement over and over and over, we're going to want to... Look at how that's going to affect your overall longevity and fitness. If it's generalized movement, if it's high intensity, if it, we, it, there's just so many things to discover about this topic that I think that's why you can't really answer it. Yes or no.
0: Yeah. Well, I I love that you brought up professional athletes because I thought that was something that everyone should sit with when it comes to your profession, because we look at overuse on a professional athlete standpoint of like you are doing a certain number of throws, I don't know, 8,000 throws. And obviously that, that is an obvious overuse to an arm, but let's think about in your everyday life, what are you overdoing in your profession or what are you sacrificing? Because I think a lot of professional athletes understand that they're creating certain sacrifices for their body, for their career. But do you understand the sacrifices you're making for your body, for your career? And let's think about what that means for a second, because like, are you sitting for nine hours a day? hunched over a computer. And is that a physical sacrifice you are making for your profession? Are you overly caffeinated? Are you under sleeping? Are you not eating enough meals, well timed meals, and sacrificing drinking water because you're too busy? Um, excessive caffeine, things like that are sacrifices that a lot of us are making for our professional careers that we're not putting in the same category of, you know, professional athletes throwing a certain number of times. But if you're sitting hunched over a desk for nine hours a day, that is a physical sacrifice that you are making for your body for your career. So it's just in a different way. And when someone asks me, you know, is it unhealthy to work out every day? Is it unhealthy to sit every day for that number of time? Yes. The, fa- the fact is, is yes, it is. And there are a lot of ways that we can work around that. I personally have a standing desk where I go from sitting to standing because I feel the differences in my body. But are the rest of us feeling the differences in our body and the sacrifices that we're making for our lifestyle and our career and in looking at ways that we you know what's okay with us and what isn't okay with us, and are there ways that we can adjust that? Because if you have back pain all the time, you have neck pain, you have shoulder pain. My mom talks about it all the time. She has some like carpal tunnel in her hands, and she has a different mouse that she uses because it's better for her hand. But the fact is, is that that those are sacrifices that we're making for our health, and they should be treated in the same way as a professional athlete making those
1: sacrifices with their shoulder. I agree, and it's important to think of it that way because you're right, we recognize it so easily in the one way, but not as easily in the other. And I think that a lot of people that are looking at being burnt out potentially with fitness or thinking that they might be overdoing it in the gym or suffering from you know usually this comes to mind if people are suffering from repeated injuries where they're always having these nagging things they're like am i overdoing it am i working out too much is there a working out too much and i think that is a really really good initial question to ask could this be the gym But I also think that you might want to look at what you're doing for the rest of the nine hours. It's probably (laughs) not the thing that you're doing for the one hour, right? And it's weird because it manifests in different ways, like sitting all day and having like this tiny psoas that's like so unbelievably compact and Mm -hmm. short that it, it can't even lengthen. That might manifest in going out for a run and having a ton of knee or hip pain. And you think to yourself, oh, maybe it's the run. Maybe I'm running too much. Maybe it's, but, you know, when we look at the anatomy of the body and why that, motion would be problematic for us for an hour a day, it is much more likely to be a symptom of the problem of sitting. And obviously we can't, there's there's very little we can do to address this. We have sedentary lifestyles. We can't go against the grain. We can do things like have a standing desk. We can commit to things like mobilizing. And that's what I want to get into when I'm ta- when I talk about like workouts you should be doing every day. <laughs> but essentially, What I really want to challenge people is if you're thinking that it's overdoing it in the gym because of these little nagging injuries, look less at the one hour of fitness and look more at the other 23 hours and what is going on. Like you said, excessive caffeine, lack of sleep, sitting, these are lack of mobility. These are likely the culprits and probably not your 5K that you want to do three times a week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we're talking about defining a workout and something I want to hit home before I go into that is those questions although they are super important I'm glad you brought it up and we can talk about them. The ultimate answer has to be within you. Do you feel when you ask yourself, am I overdoing it? You're you're it's important question. You've asked yourself, what does that mean? What does that feel like to you? Do you feel really tired all the time? Do you feel really hurt all the time? And how might you be able to adjust that type of movement so that it works more for you and starting to trust how you feel when you go into maybe a workout session or when you start to prioritize your time differently, you know, that like, maybe you need to end a session a little bit early because you've had like four hours of sleep that week and it's Wednesday. You know know what I mean? Like, and you need to use that time to go home and get some extra sleep,
1: but looking at like that That health. That's health. that's health extra sleep is health <laughs> going to your therapist is health like those are things that need to be counted when we're saying what are the things I'm doing for my health this week that's like such a good point i'm sorry i just had to jump on that because
0: no i i think that is extremely valuable because when we look at health and longevity and looking at how we want to develop a healthy lifestyle and i'll say this until I'm blue in the face a healthy lifestyle is not one It's not one workout. It's not one meal. It's not one type of thing. It's not one type of modality when it comes to fitness. It's not lifting. It's not running. It's not stretching. It's not walking. It's not any one thing. When we're looking at health, it has to be all encompassing. It has to be how it works for you in defining health and how you want to live a healthy lifestyle is ultimately increasing the quality of life for the rest of your life. So, what is your quality of life going to look like? And then you have to start to develop what healthy habits are around that. And if the quality of your life in whatever season you're in is spending this amount of time in the gym because it's good for your physical health, it's good for your mental health, it's good for your relationships, it's good for all of those things, and you've decided that that's what that looks like for you, okay, we'll build out what your week's kind of schedule looks like around that. But you have to start with like essentially what is your goal from the very beginning. And I would encourage everyone to think about the quality of your life increasing. And the fact is, is that if your body is physically fit and able, the quality of your life will be better because you have the ability to do the things around you. That doesn't mean you sacrifice other things that are very important to you. (laughs) Those still have to stay on your list, but looking at what your quality of life is and what does that mean to you? Does that mean that you have the ability to go for a hike, go for a walk, pick up your kids, or does that mean that you're able to, I don't know, deadlift 300 pounds? I'm not telling you your goals. (laughs) They're individual and they're going to change with every season, but you have to really define what that looks like for your life.
1: It's an important question to sit with. And it's also, like you said, ever evolving. And There's such a difference between extension of life and quality of life. And I'm i always talking to people when we're talking about these like yo-yo diets and I'm going to go hard at the gym for six months and I'm going to go every day and then I'm going to fall off and go not for a year. These are the kinds, when when we look at the reasons behind those, there are always these kind of quick fixes. I want to lose weight really fast. I want to go on a vacation and look better for it. I have a wedding. But I think that if you ask anyone, anyone in the later stages of their life, is the goal going to be for me to live longer or live better. I think you, I read a, I read a thing, someone who had ALS and their only goal was to get one simple skill that they had had that really gave them freedom in their life before contracting that disease. And it's like, that's just a marker it tells you everything you need to know that it's not about how long it's about the physical capabilities that you have while you're here and i think that when that's the backdrop it really does help you to define how much is enough and what a good workout looks like to you and what kinds of workouts in their frequency are going to work in your life. Because when it really comes down to it, it's about how able you are to do all of the things that make you feel human. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such a great point. So let's go into like what we define as a workout. And Honestly, society has done such a great job at trying to convince us that there are so many rules around this that you're not able to provide your own definition. But I would encourage you to look at that like we did in in one of our previous episodes and completely reject it because you are going to define what is a good workout for you that day. Now, the only parameters that I would suggest as Me being like, I would say that when looking at overall health, you should have a good mix of these things. That would be my personal suggestion. I always... Suggest that there should be some load-bearing, there should be some weight-bearing um, movements in there, there should be some functional movements in there, there should be something that is metabolic, that is looking at your conditioning, and there absolutely should be mobility in there. Now, so many times we are, so many times mobility, stretching, all these things are put as this back, backdrop of like, if I have time and not in the mix of, of this is important for my overall health. And it's just such a weird thing because so much pain and so much limitation actually comes from lack of mobility and lack of range of motion. And then you put something with a, something as in your shoulders, your legs, your hips, with a lack of range of motion, a lack of mobility under a load, and then wonder why you're
1: experiencing injuries. And that load can just be your body weight. Yes. Like it doesn't even need to be when you're lifting. It can just simply be you're putting stress on that joint, the stress of your own body weight on that joint without proper range of motion. And what's that going to do to it over time? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, that is going to be a continuous breakdown. So when we're looking at overall, overall health, overall longevity, and what you might want to spend Time on when it comes to physical health, I really encourage you to not just put on a pedestal one type of workout and say like this is the way to fitness. I see, you see it in every other part. It's like, well, if you want to lose weight, you do cardio. Well, if you want to get strong, you do weights. And like none of those things are the actual answer. And it's continuously frustrating to me to see all of these out there worth whoever's pushing their thing. They're like, oh, strength training is the only way to do X, Y, and Z hopefully bring in all of those people. But the fact is, is one of those is not actually the answer. All of them combined are the answer.
1: It's like so funny how Western culture takes such normal things, yeah. everyday normal, like functions of the body. It removes them from your everyday life, then packages them and sells them back to you. Yes. It's so strange. It's like the most bizarre thing. Oh, moving and doing the phys and having the physical capabilities that your body is designed to have. We're going to take that out of your everyday life. It's not there anymore. You sit, you, sit <laughs> and you stare at a screen. Now, you want that back. That doesn't feel right. Something feels off. Well, for $19.99. <laughs> You can come to my gym and pay to have your humanness back. (laughs) It's so strange. And we're all just conditioned like, oh, yeah, you have to be in a gym to work out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay. If you're not paying, it's not a workout. It's so weird. But like, that's really what I want to push with this episode is like fitness is everything, all of the movements of your body and a workout is all of those two. It doesn't have to be done in a gym. And that's why when people say like, should I be working out every day? I'm like, well, wait, what are you defining as a workout? Because if you're asking me, should you be lifting heavy weights every single day, every, seven days a week, 365 days a year? I'm going to say no but if you're saying like, should I do the things that my body was designed to do? Like walk, run, jump, lift, swing, mobilize, stretch, like all of these things. Should I be doing those every day? Yes. Yes. Seven days a week, 365 (laughs) days a year. Absolutely. So that is, you know, I think the stopper when answering this question No, you shouldn't be doing the packaged version of the, you know, whatever, the 1999, here's what you have to do in order to be fit, but you should be moving every day. And the things that break us down is that repetitive idea of like, I have to be doing high intensity every day. No, that's not well balanced. That's going to break down your CNS that is going to lead to injuries and setting you back in the gym. No, it shouldn't be high intensity burnout. every day and <laughs> burnout. Of course that high intensity always goes right to burnout because it takes a lot to get up for heavy lifting every day. No, highly repetitive movements. Should you be running seven days a week for 300? No, absolutely not. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be quote unquote working out every day. Yeah. I think it's one of
0: those things. And as we talk about this, I I would also like to touch back on one of the things that I hear a lot when it comes to overuse injuries or working out every day is the like idea of bad shoulders, bad knees. I just can't do any of those movements and really encourage you if you're starting out or if you have one of those things where you say like, well, I just can't do anything overhead because my shoulders don't move like that. Let's pause on that for a second. Because if you lack that range of motion, that mobility, that strength right now, that's not something that you cannot develop. If you're listening to this podcast, you're alive and breathing. So it's not over. (laughs) <laughs> know it, so it's over. It's not over. So if you lack that mobility or if you lack that range of motion, now it can be developed over time. So if you're looking to add something into your training, like squats, for example, but every time you squat, you experience pain. So if you squat under load every time and you experience pain, then pain in your knee, for example, then that means you have some limitations. You have some strength issues. You have maybe some mobility issues that need to be addressed before you're under load, but that doesn't mean you go under zero load. That means you start very light and you do, and you build up to some of those things. And a lot of pain in knees, but I don't mean to go off on a rant, but a lot of pain in knees comes from a lack of hamstring strength. So you're putting a ton on your quads and you're pu- putting a ton of strain on your knees because your quads are over tight. Then they, start to pull on pull on your knees a little bit there's too much load just placed under those so we need to develop those hamstrings a little bit so how you start to do that is like RDLs, but those are all light and you start running through those movements and start to build, but yeah. And you start to build up the ability to get under a load. You start to build up your mobility as you are increasing your range of motion. And over time, because all of these things are going to take time they're going to be worth it. But any of these quick fixes are all a distraction for what from what will really make you healthy, <laughs> have a longer life over time all of these quick fixes are a distraction and honestly, a waste of time from being able to develop those. Wasting it. <laughs> wasting it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I I think we've given a, a sort of good insight into, like, the, the kinds of workouts that maybe you should not be doing every single day, right? Because, like, we do want to preserve your CNS, your ligaments, your joints. Honestly, just your, your brain gets tired when you are putting it through the ringer physically every single day. But that does not mean that there are days where it's like, well, I'm not getting up at all. <laughs> and so I think that it's good to highlight the kinds of workouts, quote unquote, if you, if, if you can consider these workouts, which you should, that can be done every day. You should 100% be mobilizing every day in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to have like a set. Okay, now I'm going to turn on, you know, my mobility and do it for a half an hour. Or now I'm going to go to yoga class. Or again, this doesn't have to be packaged back and resold to you, right? I'm talking about like sitting at your desk and being like, I'm going to do this behind the hands. Like I'm talking about thinking to yourself, Every hour on the hour about a way to mobilize and if that just means like getting up and sitting in the bottom of a squat If that means like whatever that means those are things that you should absolutely be doing every single day And like you said if you've recognized a certain area where you're like I have a lot of knee pain and I think it might be the girl said that it could be a lack of hamstring strength. You might want to stretch your quads during the day. So like get up and do a quad stretch. And those are things that you should be doing every day. I also would really Really highlight the benefits of walking every day. Not for time. Not like the speed walkers in the Olympics, where like their hips are like going like a wild man. Back to you, (laughs) walking. (laughs) No, I'm just talking about going for a walk. It doesn't have to be for time. It doesn't have to be a set distance. I'm talking about yes. Should you be walking every day? 100%. Yes. Seven days a week. 365 days a year. Yes. Also, getting good sneakers. To do that, okay, don't be trudging around in your flip flops. That's not going to be good for anybody's ankle mobility or h- hips or knees. But yeah, you should be walking every day. And also, should, can you do body weight movements every day? Yes. Air squats, push ups, sit ups. These are things that like it doesn't have again not for time, not like okay, I have to do a hundred a day or something like that. No, but these are basic movements of the human body that it wants to do, that it needs to do, and that it, that can be done every day in some form.
0: Yeah, and that really just comes down to like checking in with your body every day. And I think one of the things that we just, it, it came to the crux of the issue for me when thinking about this is that we are so out of touch with our bodies and our needs that we expect that someone else could give us feedback as to how we feel in our own body and what I would encourage you to do every single day with along with some other things that Rachel has said is to genuinely check in with your body every single day and be purposeful about that how am I feeling today Like run, you know, run it down, like head to toe. How am I feeling today? And for me, sometimes like you guys can identify, you know, sometimes you feel like tightness in your quads, whatever. For me, and when we're talking about overall health and wellness, if I feel tightness in my chest, and this isn't a muscle, I'm going, I'm feeling too stressed. And I know that my muscles are reflecting that because I'm too tense. So I know that wellness for me, that day is going to look something, some type of breathing that might be in a bodyweight workout where I get my heart rate up, where I get my metabolic conditioning up. And I can get my breathing to a place where I'm just kind of like, for me personally, I know that's like a good flush. I can get my heart rate up. I can get my breathe, like a, kind of a heavy breathing out and it releases some stress for me. That's health and wellness. But I can identify that like my chest is too tight. That means I'm under too much stress. I might need to make some adjustments, but this is something that that I can address with it today. But you have to figure out what that is for you. If you're going and you're sitting at your desk, you're sitting in your car right now and you're like, I feel tightness here. I feel like I maybe need to roll my shoulders back and down. Maybe I need to take a deep breath in or like, what is it that you're feeling in your body today? If you're feeling like you've been hit by a Mack truck, it might be that you need to do a lot of stretching today.
1: It just goes back to that that same theme, which is you are worth trusting. Yeah. No one knows your body better than you. You have the answers inside you. You do not need a fitfluencer. You do not need a, uh, you know, a trainer. You do not, no one knows like you do. And when you instill that trust, that really you, you deserve to have in your own body when you do those daily check ins and really listen to the answers that your body is giving you. That's, I think, the first step in developing that trust. And, that's when you know exactly how many workouts or airbunny workouts or whatever version of moving it is for you, you'll know what to do. You'll know, because your body will tell you, and it's not gonna be a set number, and it's not gonna be the same for everyone, and it's certainly not going to be the same stimulus every day, but if you trust yourself The answers are there and that's, I think, is that my cup? (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you <stole>
0: my cup? <laughs> don't, don't. People can't see you when I sip. <laughs> That's my cup. <laughs> don't worry about my cup, uh, Rachel.
1: <laughs> what is my favorite one?
0: <laughs> oh my God, it's not your favorite one. You stole my favorite one and literally carried it around for a month. So I need you to stop talking.
1: <laughs> That's my cup. I was looking for that one. <laughs> well,
0: here's the thing. We're going to go into lift
1: or drop. Segment okay, are you ready? No, I forgot about it. And I'm <laughs> no, okay, go. I'm I'll just think on the fly, like you said, I'm supposed to do. <laughs>
0: That's great. I'm so proud of you already. I'm preemptively proud of you being your number one fan. All right, so lift or drop segment, guys. I encourage you to do this too. What I'm going to drop, and I just want to preface this with. This is ongoing. I'm not expecting this is going to be fully dropped by tomorrow or next week. What I'm dropping this week is I'm going to call it the story because I think that sometimes I get a story in my mind about where, what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be and what that means. And I get, get what that means. It is like it, I give it a lot of weight. So, like, if I don't do this, that means I'm a loser, and it carries a lot of weight for me. So, in my life right now, I am dropping the story. I'm dropping. You're supposed to have this X, Y, and Z, and that means you're a winner. That means you're a loser. So <laughs> lucky. Point. And what I am picking up is believing that the path that I set is the right one for me love love
1: I am dropping doom this has been a very challenging week for me as a mother and I'm doing a lot of doom scrolling and I'm doing a lot of anger and I'm dropping the doom and I am lifting appreciating every moment Rather than spending the moments that I do have worrying about something that could happen, I'm going to sit in the moment and appreciate that it is happening. And that is what I'm lifting and dropping for this week.
0: That was so great. You did so great thinking of it on the fly. See
1: how good it feels? I just, I want to, I'm glad I said it out loud because I really do want to do this. It feels like a tall order right now. And I'm sure yours feels like a tall order too. Like I'm like,
0: yeah, I feel that in my soul and I wanna tell that to everyone else too. Just because you say, I'm going to drop this, I'm going to lift it, don't put that expectation as next time you have that thought that you're like, I said I was dropping this <laughs> that it's, it's a work in progress. We continuously work and we on the things that we want to drop or the things that we want to develop. And it's a great practice to say them out loud and make them reality. And that's how we start to push them into reality and recognition. But give yourself, show yourself some kindness when you're trying to make and patience when you're making those decisions of what you would like to do. The recognition is the first thing. Okay, guys, we love you. Have an amazing rest of your week. You're all a bunch of rock stars. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.